You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS Podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What is going on, everybody? John Impemba here with James Grande. This is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS Podcast recording here on Wednesday morning for Wednesday's five and or seven game main slate, depending on what site you're playing on. Uh, DraftKings has the 7.05 start time for five games. FanDuel's covering uh, what, the 6.40 games, I think, there, James, on the slate. So uh, a little bit of a split slate. So, you know, two of the sites making sense. One of the other sites not complying. Uh, but we it may not even be that many games anyways, James, because we have some potential weather issues also impact this slate here as well. Detroit, Detroit, Minnesota's not on the slate. That's Chicago, Cincinnati is on FanDuel. Philadelphia, Atlanta, again, sometime in Atlanta, always the potential for rain, pop-up thunderstorms, and whatnot. And then Boston and Chicago also dealing with some potential rain. So got to be on the lookout for that. These five and seven game main slates could be knocked down to three, four, two, who knows, James. Be prepared. Check the weather center at Fantasy Alarm. Check the lineups page for sure to see who's in and out. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, make so, some lineups there. But uh, with that said, James, let's just get to it. Like I said, it's five and seven games. Could Should be rather quick here. I'm looking at DraftKings and FanDuel. Both of them are open for me. On DraftKings, Lucas Giolito is your top price pitcher on both DraftKings and FanDuel, but he's going up against a Red Sox team that hung two touchdowns on with the White Sox last night. A 16 to 3 win, I think it was for Bob. Yeah, they went for two. They went for two both times they scored. Yeah. Yeah, the, the I saw Will Milrooks tweet out, "Why do the Red Sox uh, go for two each time with the kicker injured?" <laughs> Thought that was good. So yeah, so like he's a top price pitcher. I don't think anybody is going to use him after the way the Red Sox have been going. That just makes him a, especially on the smaller, if he hits, you're you like you're a huge advantage probably because I don't think anybody is going to be pitching him against Boston. So he's 10-3 on FanDuel. He's 9-8 over on DraftKings. We have Christian Javier for Houston going up against Cleveland. He's $9,300 on DraftKings. Javier only $8,200 over on FanDuel home matchup. For him against Cleveland, Charlie Morton is at 9K on DraftKings against Philadelphia. Morton at $8,800 on FanDuel. On FanDuel, it's only Giolito, and then every other pitcher is under $9,000. Yeah, I mean, the point about Giolito, I do think you're right. I do think people will play him, even though Boston's offense has been poor, especially in DraftKings where there's just not a lot of great options, especially considering it's a five-game slate. Maybe the ownership depressed on FanDuel a little bit more, especially... The, the $1,500 gap you mentioned. Also, I think the rain in Chicago, John, is brought by the Boston Bats. Um, no longer the bringer of rain is... Josh Donaldson is no longer that. It's just the Red Sox lineup in general. They are the bringers of rain. And they have the title right now. But yeah, I, I think Javier makes for a nice pit off Giolito. I saw an article yesterday on ESPN that described the Indians' offense as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I think that is a perfect description of their offense. Um, because they are very good and they're very bad at the same time. And last night, they were mostly shut down by Fran Val- Valdez. Three runs and for Valdez over seven innings. They have been better against right-handed pitching, so that's something to note. They don't really strike out against right-handed pitching either, so if you're a little worried there, maybe pivot off Javier. The Phillies' offense has been heating up. Borton's a little risky. I don't love the top tier. I, I think I will be getting to Giolito in tournaments, 
And then on FanDuel, I'll probably go over to Drew Rasmussen as well. At least on FanDuel, you only have to pitch one guy. Like we talked about yeah. this all because on DraftKings, like there aren't a lot of great options here, in my opinion, when it comes to the pitching. You're probably going to use Javier, I agree. Ranger Suarez maybe is someone to take a look at. Atlanta's just striking out. Like lefties, righties, doesn't matter. They're the second highest strikeout against left-handed pitching this season at 27 0.7%. Now, Suarez is not a strikeout guy, but lately, five, six, and seven strikeouts over the last three starts for him, picking it up a bit. He had five strikeouts in three innings against the Dodgers, had six strikeouts in seven innings against the Dodgers to start prior to that one, and then seven against Seattle. Atlanta, given how free swinging they are, sure, they can do some damage. They got Ozzy Albi, who can hit you know, right-handed, left-handed pitching. They got Marcelo Zuna, who can hit left-handed pitching and whatnot. But again, a team that strikes out as much as they do. Acuna's back as well, obviously, smashes left-handed pitching. Is it a perfect play? No, but he's $7,900, and he's facing a team that strikes out a ton. We saw Kyle Gibson last night, another guy that doesn't generally strike out a ton of hitters, have himself a, a pretty decent against Atlanta last night. I, I just think it's possibly a spot at eight strikeouts. I mean, maybe a spot with Ranger Suarez on DraftKings at $7,900. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably, uh, specifically on DraftKings, sit in this Detmers-Suarez range. To your point about the strikeouts for Suarez, last year, we know, as we know, like he was electric. But he split his time bullpen and in, in, in the rotation. As a starter, John, 25% K rate. So pretty good for anybody, really. And I know, like, typically the strikeout rate has been down a little bit this year. 19%. If we get back, if we start creeping up towards that 25%, I think we could be getting some yeah, he, big ranges. He's definitely been held by these last three starts where the, the numbers right. are starting to tick up. And Detmers, and I think Detmers, obviously... I worried about that, that no-hitter game. 108 pitches by far, his season high. Career high, yeah. Career high. high. Then sure enough, Nick didn't have it. Tough matchup against Texas, like we've talked about a lot. I know Noah Syndergaard was able to bounce back after getting thrashed by Texas. In his last start, pitched well last night. Yeah, I could see a, a spot to go back, but I worry about guys who come off these no-nos, right? Like, not everybody's Mark Burley. Like, almost throws a no-hitter after his no-hitter. Verlander, I think Verlander did the same thing. These uh, veteran arms with that, that just have a, a limitless tank on them. Not on Mark Burley, John. All, like, one of the more underrated pitchers of probably, like, the last... Probably, yeah. Yeah. I don't... I just... I think what it came down to for me for Detmers and probably for you, Suarez, you go down. Cal Quantrell has been pretty good, but we obviously know the potent offense that is facing him. Uh, Rich Hill is a gas can. I'm sorry. He had a rough inning there, the game that I went to. But he's 130 years old. I know, but he drops down to this sidearm <laughs> EFIS pitch. Guys can't don't know what to do with it. It goes 60 miles. No, I'm largely with you, right? Like, lefties against Chicago. You have a 337 Woba against left-handed pitching this season. Rich Hill, probably not in for a good night. That being said, <laughs> I would still be a little weary about using White Sox bats because if they, even if they do get to Hill, Tanner Houck is, is his, like, uh, piggyback guy, whatever the, the okay. actual word is. Yep. You know, Houck last game threw five shutout innings, like, six or seven strikeouts against Seattle out of the bullpen. So while the matchup looks good, at least to start, like they'll have to deal with Tanner Houck for at least three or four innings in this game, unless Rich Hill dominates. And then you, that's not right. good for your White Sox stack either. So just be, be aware. That's how the White Sox have been handling 
the, the Rich Hill starts is that Tanner Houck comes into play and, you know, that dude's got some filth, so. It is worth noting, to your Rich Hill point, and slight oversight, I guess, Luis Robert placed on COVID IL, so already down Eloy, no Luis Robert in the middle of that lineup, a little depleted, so maybe. maybe guys like Vaughn and. Yeah, Anderson. Tim Anderson has been incredible lately, five straight multi-hit games, but I just, I don't know. Yeah, so pitch me on someone else, please. Or is there well, no Ray Coon's got J.P. Sears as the cover of his value vault. What are your thoughts on the Yankees uh, guy here? He's only pitched one one inning in each of his two outings. Is he like? Is he he's actually going to start? Or yeah, yeah, he's going to start. He's been starting in AAA, and right. he's been pretty good. They give him any leash here? The Yankees are really hurting. Like Chapman is on the IL. They lost Chad Green for the year. They their bullpen was taxed last night. They didn't get. I mean, they use six different guys in extra inning. I think Sears is in it for the long haul here. Kind of like one of those situations, like as long as you can give us. Lucas Gee, just Tommy John. Like yeah. the Yankees don't have a lot of depth right now. They went from like the best bullpen in baseball to a sh- like shambles in literally three nights. So yeah, I think Sears is going to be someone that's extended. The only thing is, and it, kind of came to fruition last night like the Orioles were pretty good against Montgomery they were also pretty good against the bullpen we know the Orioles can hit lefties at times yeah so it's It's, something to serious at least has been a pretty good strikeout guy at the minor league level Mm -hmm. so yeah and the Orioles and the Orioles strike out yeah and it's so, so like on a smaller slate like this, it you know Sears is probably a guy that could, is going to see decent ownership. I would imagine, especially yep. two pitcher sites like FanDuel and yeah, I mean DraftKings and Yahoo. How so about you, this one, John? I got one for you. Okay. How about the other side of that game? And the only reason I bring it up, okay, Giancarlo Stanton left last night yeah. with an apparent leg injury. Yeah. DJ LeMahieu had an MRI on his wrist last night. Josh Donaldson uh, battling flu-like symptoms. Joey Gallo on COVID IL. There is. Four members of the Yankees starting lineup that are out. And I get it. You have to navigate Yankee Stadium. You still have to face Judge, Rizzo, Glaber versus the Orioles. The story is the oldest time. Hit two home runs last night. I'm not saying Tyler Wells is like a surefire play, but you mentioned smaller slate. Tyler Wells has been pretty good outside of a couple games, right? Since he was extended after that Oakland outing the yankees he's you know five mm-hmm. innings two runs four strikeouts 14 fantasy points minnesota five ru- five innings one run four strikeouts 15 fantasy points kc six innings a win one run three strikeouts 18 and a half fan- pretty decent yeah. and the yankees are banged up i guess maybe monitor how the who's in and who's out for the yankees because i don't know if they're missing all these guys i i could see a path to a low on gpp and depending on the on the weather situation he may be one of the four pitchers available anyone else on fanduel by the way yeah maybe? we got a couple extra games you mentioned drew rasmussen i'm fine with him eighty six hundred dollars last night you know, he doesn't have the same strikeout rate obviously as uh, mcclanahan who you know, right. a just an absolute monster. He had seven strikeouts in three innings last night. But I mean, like, he, like, Rasmussen has been decent this year. I mean, I, I don't mind that play. Again, we don't really... Miami's had spurts of being an okay offense. They've gotten to some better pitchers at times this year. But, right. yeah, I'm fine going in that direction. Kyle Hendricks against Cincinnati. I My only problem is that's in Cincinnati because that ballpark is just a joke. So... 
Probably Luis Castillo on the other side is probably the more, you think, the more interesting piece there? Yeah, especially at the cost on FanDuel. It's $7,300. I mean, he looked good in his last outing there. Six innings, two earned, five strikeouts. Again, it's a home start for him. Um, he was actually bad. I'm looking at the splits, John. Yeah. So last year at home, to your Blake Snell point, 318 ERA, 249 average against 300 Woba. On the road, 487 ERA. 261 average, 339 Woba. So pretty significant number splits. Higher strikeout rate by a significant margin. He knows if I don't strike guys out, I'm in trouble. Um, Just unleashes. I mean, I don't know. Something to be said about him at home last year was interesting. Yeah, that, then that's fine. Again, it's a really good price tag. We knew that for the majority of last year, he was a gas can and then he turned it around. Yep. There at the end. That's a good one. And, and you know, shout out Blake Snell. Things were going well for him for a little bit yesterday. <laughs> Until they decided to pitch him past his five inning limit. Yeah, that was... basically <laughs> what happened. But seven strikeouts in five innings there. You know what? It's it, three three runs on three. He, he should not. Just knowing Blake Snell, he had 90 pitches going into the sixth inning. Like, just cut him off. Yeah, they threw 104. So There was one run, seven strikeouts, five innings. Like, that is the Blake Snell experience. Don't go any further you were spot on until all bets were off as soon as he goes out for the sixth inning job. <laughs> it's not your fault it's that yeah, san diego's yeah. fault you know who, who the most disappointing pitcher for me was yesterday and he wasn't even on the dfs slate but i use him in prize picks was kyle freeland he had four no hit innings i needed him to get over 17 and a half outs he, against the pirates four no hit innings he goes into the fifth inning against the six seven eight nine hitters he strikes out the number six hitter and then goes double walk, and they took him out of the game. Doesn't get out of the fifth inning against the, <sighs> the, bo- the bottom of the lineup, ate him apart. <laughs> Unlucky. Yeah. Unlucky. He threw like 28 pitches. His pitch count went up to 83, and they just pulled him out. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The bottom of the lineup, double. That's so sad. Anyways, that's the miseries of sports betting sometimes. We did hit the other two plays. Stroman strikeouts were an easy play, and we had the McClanahan strikeouts. Two for three. Anyway, Love to see it. moving on to the catcher position. Even worse on a small slate. Or maybe it's better on a small slate. I mean, like, Adley's at $3,900, yeah. like, yeah. right? Like, I think everybody's just going to go to him. Jonah Haim, $3,700 is a switchy switch hitter. Homer, homered last night. Like, we, we joked yep. about Jonah Haim when he homered off of Shohei, but maybe it was real. Maybe he's good. Who else? The other chalk play is going to be Garb. He homered again last night. He hits lefties. Yeah. 3,300. Actually, good. Not bad. Jose Trevino, John. Yankees hero last night. Four, a home run, three RBIs. I mean, Vasquez homered last night. Vasquez has been good. He's been really good for Boston lately. Yeah. Whole lineup's rolling. Yeah, Uh, the whole line. I mean, I I shouldn't just say that. I mean, insert Boston Red Sox here next to fire emoji. Pretty much. So yeah, any of those mid-tier guys is fine. One of those Braves catchers will play. Yeah, William. Yeah, good luck. Good luck affording them on <laughs> but, this slate. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I have no idea if that's even going to work. So, I forgot William. First base position. Top tier guys. Rizzo's against Wells. You got to bray you against Rich Hill. Obviously, Otani's at 56 if you want to go against Idol. Like, those are fine. But Mancini at 4K against Sears. I know he went 0 for 5 last night, but... You know, if you're worried about the rookie here for, for the Yankees, you can certainly go back. Yeah, he's still, even with that 0 for 5, still hitting over 300 over his last 10 games. Four multi-hit games over his last six. No problem going right back to well. And just so you know, draft. this is the confirmation we needed. DraftKings is listening to the pod. Do you see why? No. Remember what we asked for the Orioles last night? I Ooh. wish Trey 
DraftKings, thank you. They're, that's the confirmation we needed that they listened to the pod. Love it. Needed. So shout out to DraftKings. Yeah, you know, better than all those years of me yelling at FanDuel. <laughs> all those years, you're still yelling at FanDuel. That's true. They deserve to be. Yeah, they do. They do. So Jose Abreu, by the way, against a lefty, he's heating up as well. Yeah, and we mentioned Andrew Vaughn, 3,900. Uh, yep, lefty killer again. Jared Walsh homered last night, 3,800. Yeah, I think Jared Walsh always against righties in play. Three home runs his last four games. I just ho- I'm hoping Rendon's back in the lineup tonight. Did you see the Angels lineup last night? They no. hit Matt Duffy fourth, and Luis Rengifo hit fifth. So, like, I like Luis Rengifo, but I don't know if he should be hitting fifth. And I don't think Matt Duffy in any world should be hitting fourth. So let's hope that they're a little healthier tonight. So we have some, you know, protection for Jared Walsh and Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be useful if we could do that. Um, yeah. Not yeah. hit Matt Duffy fourth again. Those days are, are long gone. What other guys are you taking a peek at here? I mean, Josh Naylor against a righty. He's fine. Ryan Mountcastle, $2,400 for... Again, whatever reason, he had two hits and a run scored on Tuesday. But that's probably it. Just those two values. Um, I mean, we mentioned there's a lot of guys like anybody on, over on Fandle. Let's look at those early games. I mean, is Poteet a lefty? No. I mean, G-Man against the righty. He hit a home run on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And now has back-to-back multi-hit games. He has an RBI in three straight, RBI in five of six. RBIs in seven of nine games. He's like really being productive right now. $2,600 on FanDuel. And I mean, Votto, Frank Schwindel hit two home runs yesterday and now has four in his last four games. If you want to take a look at him, there's a lot of power in his bat and he's that great American. So sure. I think Schwindel would be interesting, uh, $2,700. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. A second base position. Are we are we spending up for story here? I mean, I'm not gonna say not to spend up for story. How can I? I'm not gonna be that guy. Right. I'm not that guy, pal. No- I mean, look at the guy. Six home runs in five games. There's a million RBIs over that span. He's been. I, uh, I think he's been decent. Is how we. Uh... Yeah, he's been decent. I look. No problem, obviously, playing Giolito. Obviously, no problem playing the other side of this game either. Right. I think there's a case to be made for both both ends. Like, Giolito's elite. Red Sox offense is better than everyone else right now, and they're going to clash. And we saw what happened with, against Dylan Cease last night. And Dylan Cease had been pitching really well. That's true. I mean, Albies is at 47. We've talked about Gliber Homer twice last night. Yeah, the, he gets the uh, Oriole buff. Exactly. There's, there's just a there's just a buff that he gets every time he faces the Orioles. Does Simeon ever start hitting or not? Nah? Oh, is that just a waste of $50 million? <laughs> I mean, there was a five-game hitting streak prior to Monday, or Tuesday, I guess you can. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. It's been, it's been bad for him. It's been bad yeah, for him. Been... Anybody in the mid-tier value for you? Yeah, Matt Duffy, fourth-place fourth hitter, John. No, over on FanDuel... It's a lot of the same. Maybe Ian Happ, if you wanted to go there, like 3,300. Yeah, Ian Happ, for whatever reason, second base eligible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Why is Ian Happ? Um, Kiki is still second base eligible. I don't think he's played there all season. So Probably hasn't played there in a couple seasons, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Mo- like... The Moose? The Moose against Hendricks, maybe? Yeah, the Moose Yeah, the moose could be fine. If Chisholm is in the lineup, he sat yesterday. We know that there's, like, home run slash stolen base upside for Chisholm. So there's always the potential to play him, so... I would say the boost happened. And you know what? if the Reds like randomly led Senzel off 
on Monday. So if he were to lead off, I would have slight interest at $2,500. Okay. Interesting. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that would stick out to me here. Maybe Mateo, right? If we're just thinking like he can steal some bags. He's over yeah, on. Yeah, he can He's on, he's, I'm looking at FanDuel. He's over there on FanDuel as a second baseman. I think on, uh, shortstop only. Yep. Yeah, on DraftKings. So, yeah, if he, we need him to get on because he can steal. That's probably it, though. Third base, unless Chris, Chris Owens gets lefty, too, maybe if he's in there. 114 hitting Chris Owens, but you know, it's mostly. <laughs> don't, don't tell Breland that. He has his Chris Owings and his number tattooed on his back. Maybe he'll start hitting. Who knows? Third base, Devers, 5,700. Jose Ramirez mm-hmm. at 52. Bragman against a righty at 48. That's your top price, guys. Any of them worth it to you on a smaller slate to be the, the core spin-up? I mean, the the Indians could be contrarian here. Like, they're, again, they're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde when it comes to their top 10 offense in OPS against right-handed pitching. Ramirez homered last night off Ranbar. He's homering off everybody. He's homered in both games this series. He's homered in three of four. He's driven in a million runs this year. So I think Ramirez, I mean, I mean and again, Devers, obviously, if you want to play Boston, by all means, he's like one of the best hitters in the game. I think all three of these guys above 4-8 stand out, truthfully. But I think Ramirez would be like the my contrarian play of the group, just considering how good he's been. And lefties have been slightly better against... Righties have not hit against Javier at all, but righty, lefties have had a little success. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Let's see. Anybody else? Maybe Josh Harrison against Rich Hill. I know he's second base, third base. He's fine. He's fine because the price. He just there's like minimal upside. He has three double digit drafting point games this year. Three. Yohan Mankata has played thirteen games and has three. You can play him because he's cheap if he's in the lineup. But third base is a dumpster. Yeah, it's not good. All right, shortstop, Tim Hill's at 54 against a lefty. Xander, 5K. Tim Hill. Rich Hill. Tim Hill's a bullpen guy. Tim Tim Hill is also a bullpen guy from... Who's Tim Hill? Tim Hill. I'm like the reliever from San Diego, right? Tim Anderson facing Rich Hill, 5,400. Xander Bogarts against Giolito. Jeremy Payne gets Quantrill. And again, after that, it just goes downhill. There's not much on DraftKings, at least. At the- Connor Falefa's been better. And there's stolen base upside. I mean, he's been whatever, yeah. actually. Yeah, Wander on FanDuel at 32, probably. Yeah, Wander at 32 is really good. Against something, uh, I guess, I was going to say something called Cody Poteet, but that guy's got a 0-7-8. Bullpen guy. Yeah, he's been largely, he has a four-inning out this year, but largely been bullpen. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think it's Juan Franco, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if there's... I mean, Glyber, a lot of these guys have multi-position eligibility, so like Glyber does on FanDuel, which can be used. So, uh, probably... You know who's been a little better? Ramon Urias, Urias okay. for the Orioles. Four Hits in four straight, has a home run and Yan- in Yankee Stadium the other day. He's actually hit in back-to-back series to hit a home run against the Yankees. Third base shortstop eligible. So if you're stacking Orioles, I think he could be in play. Uh, Angleton Simmons had three hits yesterday. He's $2,100 for the Cubs. If you're looking for a cheapy guy. And then Marvin Gonzalez has been yeah, played, played yesterday. So. He's probably going to have, I mean. Lefty uh, on the mound, too. I mean, and the Yankees are hurting. Yeah. They're, like, desperate for anybody. A righty on the mound, right, for Baltimore. Wells is a righty. Yeah, Wells is a righty. But if LeMahieu's out and Donaldson's out, Marvin's going to play again. So maybe a spot. There. I imagine he's been priced on DraftKings. No, he's 23. 23. He's still 
Outfield shortstop eligibility for uh, <laughs> Mr. Marlin. He's played everywhere for the Yankees. Like last night, he started a third. He's really just playing everywhere. Yep. Outfield here. If you paid up last night, sixty-four hundred dollars for Aaron Judge, you missed. Yep. Oh, for five. The night before, though, he paid it off. Two home runs. Like we joked about it. Like need two home runs. Yeah. yeah. You still need two. Still need two. Still need two. So definitely, you know, Judge can certainly be a guy that's in play for you. Trout again the night before, twenty-eight fantasy points. Fantastic. Last night, six. Not going to get it done for you. So always a risk with these guys. Bryce Harper, same thing. Did have 28 fantasy points last night at 6,200. Fantastic. Going to need that again tonight against Charlie Morton if you're going to throw him in your lineup. And just to be repetitive, we say that for all these guys are basically about 5K. Acuna against a lefty. Shohei, Jordan, like all of those guys basically need to homer at 5K or above to come through for you. Yeah, I think the thing with the Angels, I hope Taylor Ward returns because... And Rendon, because I told you, like, there's no protection for Trout at all. Like, why even throw anything near Trout that he can hit out of the park? Plus, he's homered off Dane Dunning twice this year, but that that's besides the point. Like, why would you even throw Trout a pitch that he can hit? Glenn Otto has been bad against righties, John. Righties hitting 280, 820 OPS, 360 Woba. So I would definitely have a lot of interest in Mike Trout at the top of all these guys. And then probably Acuna next if you don't believe in Ranger Suarez, which I think we pretty much on this, like the side of the fence we were on about pitching is you can play any of them, but you can stack against all of them as well. I think Acuna stands out to me as well. Okay. If we're looking in the mid tier, what are the names that jump out to you? I mean, Schwarber's been better lately, getting on base pretty much like every at bat or every game multiple times. I'm okay with the Orioles. If you want to play Cedric Mullins, I'm obviously okay with Kyle Tucker. I think Kyle Tucker has massive upside every game because of his ability to hit home runs and steal bases, eight home runs, eight stolen bases on the year. He just strikes out a lot, which, you know, it is what it is at this point. We, we say that about everybody. So I think Tucker, Schwarber, and the Orioles. I know we already mentioned Mancini, but I like all those guys. And then on fan, what do we got over here, John? What do we got on Fandle? Why do Brandon Drury is... <laughs> I mean, like... He's still... Ozuna's at 35. I don't mind Ozuna there, right? Yeah, he homered last night. Yeah, yeah, Fam is a good one. Say has been a little better lately. In Great American. I don't... Like, Randy Rosarena has been a little better lately, too. Last night, homer. Naquin is a pretty good play when he gets a righty on the mound. I agree. That's... uh, Aquino hit two home runs Monday. Uh Didn't... And then didn't play Tuesday. I know he's generally better against lefty but if he cracks lineup great american we know there's power so right. cheap punt there i actually kind of like a rosarena quite a bit on fandle 3100 and there was no power and then suddenly and there was no anything and then suddenly he just snapped because he's a good play he's a good baseball player right and he's been we saw 46 fantasy point upside on fandle so i like him quite a bit on on fandle Okay. Uh, value guys outside of that? Kike, if you want. Austin Hayes against the lefty. Verdugo, if you want. He's probably been the worst Red Sox of them all, but like still had a good night. Brandon Marsh had three hits last night. He's hitting 333 over his last 10 games. Santander, 3,200 against the lefty. AJ Pollock hit third for the White Sox last night, I believe. Third or fourth. And he's made a career of hitting lefties. Not going to play Aaron Hicks, even if he leads off, because he stinks. I don't care that he had two hits last night. He stinks. I don't necessarily see anything else, though. I don't know if you do. No, that's probably it for me. Uh, Home run call? Home run call on this slate. I'll go Tim Anderson. 
Anderson, interesting. I go Trevor Story. I think he just keeps going. I mean, there's no signs of slowing down. So, especially when you are that hot and then you homer off Dylan Cease to to cap it all off. Like, mm-hmm. you're clearly in some type of sick groove. Alrighty, well, that wraps up then this podcast. Uh, the playbook will be up by Pete Cole today. Uh, if you have any questions, get James and I in the Discord and on Twitter, and we'll catch you guys later.